0: and girls and anything in between whatever you identify as you are welcome to Tura Lura the podcast where my good friend Josh O'Loughlin the king of Claire over there in in Ennis <laughs> I have a lot of Claire, Claire friends that are gonna
1: <laughs> yeah I'm clearly the best of them though yeah obviously I, I am the legend you know <laughs>
0: Joshua Lachlan in Ennis Hello, hello, hello How hello. are things?
1: Uh, yeah, good, grand
0: Good Getting
1: yeah. there, flat out
0: <laughs> Fantastic Busy It's good to be busy I mean, it is. what's the alternative? Being locked down <laughs> Yeah, Staying true. inside all the
1: time Can you even imagine, like, true. how well, that would be? We'd be spending more time on the podcast if we could <laughs> <laughs> Well, let's we not undersell it. We're here now and we're ready here to we go. Which we, took, is... we took an old week off there.
0: Yeah, well, whatever. Don't mention it. Shh, don't, don't tell anyone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, we
1: My on. name is
0: Christian Duxted. I'm here in Oslo, the capital of the beautiful country of Norway on Irua. And what What's is we... the
1: story over there?
0: What is the story over Care here? Care to toy Torlu? <laughs> we're we're relatively uh covid uh ignorant at the moment well we're not but it's opened up again most people are vaccinated i'm I, I don't know numbers and details and percentages and everything but i'm fully vaccinated and all the people i know are fully vaccinated and a couple of weeks ago they had a big like tomorrow we're opening norway at four o'clock this was a friday afternoon and then Uh, Saturday come, obviously it's complete chaos in the city (laughs) and on Sunday uh, all the news uh, channels and every news uh, broadcast is is just posting videos and pictures <laughs> of complete chaos. It's like oh, looking shit. at spring break in
1: Cancun,
0: just in Oslo. <laughs> Freedom
1: in, Yeah. Proper pe- William Wallace shit like <laughs>
0: And then people are some people are a little bit like, Oh, we didn't see this happening and then other people are going, Oh my God, you're so stupid if you didn't see this happening, but <laughs> sure fucking I was I was out too. I was um Were you in a, the
1: middle of all the chaos? I was not... Relishing I, in the fact that you can now, once again, walk down the street in the nip and hug strangers.
0: Uh, <laughs> well, it's... The, the biggest change is that people can dance and they can actually walk to the bar and they can do all sorts of... of um uh, things that we can't talk about.
1: Jesus. But, what kind of things? <laughs> You're piquing I, my curiosity here. No,
0: but I, I, was, I was literally in... A local bar playing a game of billiards or pool or. Billiards? La da! I, do, I
1: don't know what. <laughs> that what's sounds the like a very term. elitist type of a sport to be playing <laughs> in a bar.
0: Oh. So, me and uh, my very non elite friend, I wouldn't consider him very posh in any <laughs> sense, uh, Johan, which yeah. you know quite I've well. I've heard of him, all right. Yeah. We, we played uh, a few games and then we had a few points and then we. We called it the night before the chaos broke loose.
1: What's the story over there? Um, Well, our National Freedom Day, which we're not allowed to call it, apparently. The government is frowning upon the name Freedom Day. But it's, hap- <laughs> it's happening on the 22nd of October, apparently all going well. But to be honest with you, I've been gigging around the country and depending where you are, I suppose, and what you're doing, there are restrictions, but in other places there just aren't. It's just not happening, but like, I think everybody is just over it, I think. Maybe now everybody is a bit of a blanket statement, but not everyone is over it. It's obviously a very serious thing, but at the same time, people just want to get on with life, Yeah, Yeah. which is good to see, good to see. We've been gigging down in Cork in the Oliver Plunkett, which is a nice little venue, and I've actually been enjoying it because before the pandemic, like two years ago when we used to gig down there it was more like a club and there'd be drunk people falling on top of you and fucking dancing and talking shit and it was just really messy type of a gig whereas now it's all like tables and table service and people eating dinner and it's more like playing at an actual concert in a theatre which is great like at what other time in Ireland in your life could you say that you're doing a gig in what basically resembles a nightclub and it's like a concert <laughs> it's great oh,
0: good Good point. <laughs> it's probably not gonna last. I'm so sad no. to say. No.
1: Oh, and the other benefit of that is that we would start a gig usually maybe around eleven or twelve o'clock and not finish until late. Now we're starting at eight. We're finishing at ten. We're home Fantastic. with Mammy for, Home with Mammy for the spuds before midnight.
0: <laughs> well, well, I, I want to, uh, I want to establish a new character in, in, <laughs> uh, in Tour Lura that I'm gonna mention from time to town, t- time to tat, time to time and his name is sauce monster uh, and <laughs> from from what i've heard what the conversations i've had with yourself and what i've heard from other people is that you have uh, you have created this this what? the the mask like alter ego <laughs> called sauce monster what are you talking about and what are other you...
1: people are speaking of these things
0: well our good friend over there in uh, Toledo has no uh... don't mention her <laughs> she, she gets the kick out of it so
1: she she was given out that we're mentioning her all the time she'll be feeling very no, no. self conscious yeah
0: well I, d- I didn't I didn't understand her exactly that way she was more she was more asking us if if we felt that it maybe got a little bit too much, but I completely disagree with her. I feel like building sort of a sort of a community around the podcast is a is a big and important thing that me it's it's our way of
1: making sure that people won't leave us. Hundred percent. Absolutely. <laughs> Don't leave us, Kelly. Christian's a fan of the madness. Keep yeah. it going.
0: Well, anyway, before we... Did, I have a couple of other things to talk about before we get into the... What kind of things, the, Christian? ...the meat of the episode. But Enlighten before us. That, before, before that, let's just do the, the, the
1: whole... The usuals. The whole usual thing. So, Absolutely. what is our email address? Our email address is... podcast at gmail dot com that is two o's in torah two o's in laura one o in podcast and one o in dot but you don't spell the dot because the dot is more of a punctuation mark it's a full stop that is one more time for all of you that didn't hear me the first time torah laura podcast at gmail.com and if you have any questions or needs or desires or i don't know fantasies that you'd like to lay on us just send us that send us that we email and send we us, send us your to tour-a-lura, tour-a-lura fanfic yeah we want <laughs> we want fan fiction, there we go, yeah, now you're talking, our, what else that, do we have uh, where else we, can you send us fan fiction
0: well you can you can slidely didly into our d m <laughs> s
1: <laughs> sliddle dee diddle
0: sliddle diddle riddle de do in <laughs> Into the DMs <laughs> And our handle is At Turalura Podcast And the same goes For Facebook Our Up. handle there Would be Turalura Podcast But you can just search Touralura And you'll find us you Absolura can, You can type <laughs> www.fb.com Slash Touralura Podcast Tuos us in Toura to Lura
1: FB.com Do, folks, do, do, folks. do Facebook own FB.com As well as Facebook.com They certainly do Beat jesus i was completely unaware they 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 they've covered all the bases haven't they they're like they're like smog actually yeah before we continue christian what did you do during the great facebook outage of 2021 oh jesus well
0: uh, i was actually messaging you uh, when it all began (laughs) Yes, I remember. uh, you sent me a message. I answered you, haha, and then started writing long messages. I noticed you were
1: typing, and I was actually with my friend Michael at the time, also from the Kilkennys, and we were sitting there, and I had the phone open on the counter, and you were typing and typing and typing. (laughs) I think you must have been typing for an hour and a half. I was getting a bit worried about you.
0: Yeah, and I sent you, I sent you a (laughs) bunch of messages, and it just said sending. (laughs) <laughs> I've never actually seen that For more than a few seconds But you know uh, The the circle with the tick in it yeah. that, that means that you've sent the message, message mm-hmm. That turned into a filled circle When yeah. you, when the other person's seen it It was just an empty circle Did it and cause you to panic? Yeah, it was hollow like my heart <laughs> oh. Oh. And how,
1: how long did it take you to realise That this wasn't a you problem? Um,
0: At least... Maybe 40 minutes. <laughs> Same.
1: Me and my friend Michael were panicking over why our internet was down. We thought it was the three network. We were sitting there going, is yours gone? Yeah, mine is gone. What's the story there? What's happening? I don't know. What's happening? And uh, yeah, it's not a very exciting story. This isn't really going anywhere. But <laughs> we we established that it was global because I googled something and it worked. And then RTD yeah. told me global outage and I was like ah no way
0: man oh my god I I saw a great do you have the app Yodel over there (laughs) no but I love it already what is it it's it's literally just an app where um, where people within uh, a radius can see what other people write, and you write without a username or. And I, I haven't used it for years and years, but it's just uh, like a
1: chat, like a chat roulette type of thing.
0: Well, no, it's it's more like a Facebook feed or a. It's a feed or a wall. Uh, where oh, where people local post. people can like, put stuff it's, up. It's sort of a tweet yeah. thing. Message peop- board. Yeah, a message board really wh- without any without any usernames and without any uh, context or anything just people writing funny right.
1: stuff I don't think people here know what, know about that so if I went on it it probably wouldn't <laughs> really be yeah. very exciting
0: yeah no but
1: I I follow an
0: Instagram account called Yodel Norway uh, in Norwegian uh, yeah. where they post funny things from, from that uh, app and there was uh, there was one saying two years of pandemic but what did it uh, what did it take to cause mass hysteria? A uh, Facebook, uh, well, Instagram's down for six hours, <laughs> is what it take. It was some some form of of that.
1: Like
0: Two years of global pandemic, but uh, but six hours of Insta- of no Instagram causes massive hysteria. Didn't the like. stocks
1: plummet by millions over that I six d- I hours? D- I don't know. I I, I read fu- somewhere that Facebook stocks absolutely plummeted. <laughs>
0: i wouldn't be surprised but it's it's absolutely insane like yeah anyway i i was gonna touch on one or sort of two things within the same topic before we actually get stuck in um because okay. i've seen this on facebook only the, the last couple of days but what is going on with what is it called a on board uh, Planala, or what the I've seen petitions on Facebook going around that yeah. they're planning on demolishing uh, most of the cobblestone, like except for the front bar, and the same with the Merchants' Arch to big new yeah. fancy hotels and stuff.
1: I saw I was reading about this earlier and I went on and I read the planning and all, like. Okay, yeah, a lot of the trad musicians are a bit outraged and they want, obviously they want people to sign the petition because the poble, the coble, the, stone, the cobblestone is kind of a heartbeat for the trad community in Dublin and probably in Ireland, you know, it's a big uh, trad place and there's a deadly venue out the back. So the outrage is coming from they want to demolish the venue out the back. Well, they don't even want to demolish it, they just want to renovate the whole block, basically, the owner of the buildings wants to turn that whole block into a nine-story hotel or something and get rid of yeah, the, yeah. get rid of the back venue and essentially the cobblestone would be the hotel bar yeah from what i can see or from what i'm understanding now like on one side of it i understand the argument on another the bar won't be demolished like it it'll probably i it, unless it was to actually become a hotel bar and he was to evict the mulligans, which which I wouldn't be impressed with, like you don't evict people that have created something in their fucking years. Yeah. You know? Whereas yeah, if no, they're it, if they're allowed to stay, there's probably some kind of a, what's the word? Um, not agreement, but I'm sure they could come up with something. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like they, there's definitely a way of getting the best of both worlds.
0: Yeah well yeah maybe i i don't know like i i just read the petition thing now and and they said that like they're it's gonna it's gonna take the 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 outback and the smoking area and and every essentially everything but the front front bar the main bar Mm. it's gonna i
1: I don't know like i just think if they kept the bar the way what the way it is everything would be grand like i don't know There's definitely a compromise That's the word I was looking for Sorry my English Disappeared for a minute there (laughs) I'm sure there's a compromise That they could come to But um, The fact that they put up The fucking uh, Application And the sign And hadn't even discussed it With anyone Maybe they had Maybe we're just unaware That it had been spoken about But It's a bit cheeky If you ask me
0: but the Merchant's Arch, then I I saw our <laughs> our friend uh, Billy Tracy that we had yeah. on the podcast, uh, uh, well several months ago mm-hmm. now actually. There's a big uh,
1: petition about that at the moment too. Yeah, yeah. But but that's the arch itself. That, that yeah, and and part of the out. adjacent building, I
0: think. Yeah, like the, it's but the arch is what is causing the the outrage.
1: Yeah, the arch is part of history, and so is so is the building. Like the building was. Part of history too. I think there was some kind of a mill there or something over the years. Right. Don't quote me on that, folks. I'm feckin' clueless as to the history of Dublin city. Yeah. But um, yeah. The arch they want to remove, and in a way, as well, I see reasoning. In a way, they should come to a compromise because I remember five or six years ago, a part of the arch collapsed because Jesus. it was so old and untended. To did Do you remember that? No.
0: No. No. Um, I don't
1: five or six years ago part of that arch collapsed and the rubble like landed on two old women <laughs> and they got injured and like if more of it had fallen or if there had been more people underneath at the time someone could have been killed yeah you know because arches it's something but it's not learned... very hard
0: to fix it yeah. I mean to to renovate but that's what I'm saying
1: but but what they did was they didn't actually rebuild it as it was they just put a big fucking concrete or metal casing like a block around Ooh. the whole thing so the whole ceiling, if you walk in under the Merchant's Arch right now, the ceiling is, its it doesn't look old or cobbled at all. It's just this flat kind of casing that's been put up there to protect people. Yeah, okay, yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? And, uh, like, the whole thing about bridges, now, again, correct me if I'm wrong, I'm not an engineer, but I did study engineering in high school. And my area of specialty at the time was bridges and arches. So an arch is not built to last an arch like that, especially like stone arches, they they have an expiration date of 20 to 50 years depending on what type they are and all of that. So like, I don't know, is there a way of rebuilding it like you said? Yeah, or, just restore it or yeah. It's, it's like, cause, like Do they,
0: something d- else than build a fucking big map. I yeah. don't know what the plan is there, but do, at least don't build but like, a fucking huge massive hotel in the yeah. middle of
1: <laughs> what I'm getting at with that is like that that it, that part there like they're outraged at the moment but five years ago was when they should have made this petition because it doesn't look like it did years ago anyway it's just a. it looks like a ceiling now it just looks like a ceiling
0: <laughs> yeah do you know yeah well that makes sense anyway I, I just want to share your, your two cents because this is something that, it, that is actually like it's it's the news of today in the folk music world because I've seen <laughs> yeah. so many people sharing the, the, yeah. the petitions.
1: Mm-hmm. I, d- I've, I just the, co- the cobblestone I, I s- is like I signed the both, like yeah. sure fuck it. The cobblestone is the, like one of the hearts of traditional yeah. music in Dublin and it's definitely worth preserving 100%. And, uh, yeah
0: just to give you I, I think we've said it before but to give you that one nugget uh for being a, a supportive listener to tourlor many of you probably know most of you probably know but the cobblestone is one of one of the the if if a tourist asks you where to go in dublin to to hear real air quotes yeah. uh, traditional music uh, you can you can usually point them in the direction of the Cobblestone or or maybe O'Donoghue's Mm -hmm. Uh, the
1: kind of the non-touristy commercial whiskey in the jar stuff that you would hear in Temple Bar if you want to hear the real what's the word the real McCoy I suppose yeah or or as other people would call it that old diddly eye shite (laughs) yeah more tunes less
0: less song and and people that maybe play more for themselves than and for I'm only the joking
1: idiots. the diddly eye isn't shite the diddly eye is what I grew up with <laughs> but it is yeah. all the same known yeah. as diddly eye yeah so <laughs> Josh what do you think should we get into it we should I'm feeling very Halloweeny. what you <sighs> reckon we're getting I close the weather I don't know what it's like over there but the weather this week changed overnight we went from like really? these lovely fucking summer's days to like Oh, the very next day was like the most Halloween day you could ever experience in your life. Is it, is it overcast, gloomy AF? Gloomy AF, overcast, Um, as the evening draws in earlier, like the, you can smell the smoke from the chimneys and oh. like...
0: Oh, I love that smell, and especially it, I, if you're out in the country where <laughs> there's actually turf fires. You know yeah. my, I have a very, spe- a very special... <laughs> relationship with turf and (laughs) peat and
1: bogs yeah christian has a very special relationship with turf and peat and bogs to the extent that when i visited him once i brought him a turf scented candle (laughs) (laughs) like that is that is so uh it it
0: i have so conflicting feelings when it comes to that because it's obviously such a touristy thing in its like the concept of it existing but
1: at the same time I loved it so so much yeah you know the production of Turf and peat in Ireland has now been made illegal like it's after next year we're not allowed to do it anymore
0: yeah, no, that's that's terrible. I I was watching our friend, one of our mutual friends, uh, putting up um, s- stories on whether it was Instagram or uh, Snapchat. I don't remember, but of him actually cut, cutting turf and, yeah. and doing the whole the whole <clears throat> shebang. And oh, like, I mean, <laughs> I'm sure y- you tell me, but I'm sure that there will be some sort of like within within maybe a cultural historical purposes thing museum type stuff there will still be turf cutting going down but just not commercially
1: yeah i think that's what it'll be like i think there's still a thing there where locals or people that own the land are allowed to apply to cut a certain amount a year or something or and I'm sure there'll be like uh,
0: there are a few uh, peat uh, peat smoked whiskies that are made in Ireland. I'm sure they will be allowed to to get their own. Like the whole point of it disappears yeah. if they have to import turf from Scotland or somewhere else.
1: This this is the ironic thing about it, which I'm not really a fan of or impressed with at the moment. The government claims they're going green by cancelling all this production of turf and peat. But they've actually started ordering in, in the fucking stockpiles, turf orders from Germany. Jesus Christ. So it's being imported as we speak, like as much as we were ever using, but it's being imported from Germany. Yeah. So it just sounds to me like it was part of the whole EU deal, you know. We'll give you more money if you look after us. Yeah.
0: But the point being, we can imagine the chimneys. and Yeah, the sorry, I'm smelling. getting all political. No.
1: Yeah, no. Yeah, no. I, like, it's one of those evenings in Ireland. I don't know if you've ever been in Ireland in October, folks, but you get this really smoky smell and this kind of mist, like, over the clouds, over the moon and all of that, and you're expecting witches to be flying around. <laughs> <laughs> Which, and like, I was going to get into it today because I am feeling the whole October spirit the last few days, but... I think we should save it maybe for a couple of weeks the ireland is actually the original home of halloween the
0: birthplace of
1: we should do a wee special christian for all of those people out there that aren't aware that the halloween many not all but many of the halloween traditions of the usa originated in ireland with the festival of samhain
0: yeah we'll get we'll to it another day we'll get to it. An- It another day but just to pique your interests you might you might wanna you might wanna buy turnips this year instead (laughs) of pumpkins
1: absolutely oh Jesus they're terrifying aren't they (laughs) if you actually uh, go on to google there folks we won't uh, I'm not gonna share you a link in the show notes because this is your job you have to listen to get all these easter eggs and look up Irish jack-o'-lanterns from the early days of halloween the the original pumpkins were made from turnips and they were fucking terrifying <laughs> <laughs> but yeah for sure
0: we're we're gonna have to do um a halloween special maybe on friday the 29th mm-hmm. um it sounds it seems about right. to be the most the most uh the closest friday to to the day itself so we'll look in, into that in a in a couple of weeks, but but yeah, I feel I feel what you're talking about. The weather we'll be doing the has monster been... mash. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's been a little bit to and fro here, but last week it finally it sort of t- the weather turned yeah. and it it started pissing oh, uh, yeah. for for all of last weekend, and, and now this week it's it, it hasn't rained it's, as much, but it's been really gloomy
1: and and just damp and
0: yeah and dark
1: yeah. it's fucking horrible it seemed, it seemed to change overnight now I love I actually love like the classic Halloween weather and the smell and all of that I actually love that and the early darkness sometimes but when you get the shit weather on top of it like the lash and rain and the misery and the woe <laughs> it doesn't yeah. help yeah, that, that classic uh, weather from the movie Hocus Pocus, that kind of stuff that gets me on, you know
0: But yeah, you you told me you had this you had this feeling uh, today but we decided to to wait to get into the full on yeah, the full d- on Gaelic Celtic uh, Halloween but what did you choose for us instead,
1: Josh? I thought we were going to ease our way into it, we won't oh. quite go okay, all the way okay, yet Okay, but we're, okay we're gonna go for a, a, a nice little dark one all the same. The Long Black Veil, a lovely song that I first heard played by the chieftains with none other than Mick Jagger. <laughs> but this is a this is a good old song. Actually, do you know what? Fuck it, I'm gonna set a scene, Christian. Okay. I'm gonna go set on. a scene. Set the scene. Seeing her coming out of the darkness like a ghost ship still gets me every time. She
0: looked like a lost soul. Eerie.
1: Really eerie. Did you actually catch him at the scene of the crime? Of course not. It wasn't me. I saw him too. No, I didn't. I swear I didn't. It wasn't me that shot him. It was... Therefore, we condemn him to be hung by the neck until dead.
0: No! No! <laughs> no! quickly. <laughs> Myself. Oh
1: Jesus! Scary stuff. Yeah. I thought. Th- I
0: thought. I thought you said that we would ease our way into it.
1: Uh, we will. We will. We will.
0: <laughs> this isn't easing. This is. You know my relationship with with scary stuff. At least when it's like, we we talked about this before we started recording. But I have a terrible relationship with scary movies. <laughs> Poor
1: old Christian. He's not in the Halloween spirit at all. We're Whoa. easing into it. It's just a woman, Christian. It's just a woman. <laughs> Visiting the grave, she's she's an evil spirit. <laughs> she very well could be. You never faking know, and that is why well, we she's chose restless, this anyway. That is why we chose this song, folks. Because believe it or not, this song is based on an old legend of who people believe to be an evil spirit, or they don't know who it is to be honest. That used to visit the grave of a famous actor. But before we get into that, let's get into the song itself, and the song is a great old song by the name of "The Long Black Veil." And in my opinion, it's it's well. Sometimes it's called a country ballad. Sometimes it's called a folk song. I think it. I think it falls under the folk category, Christian, because it it's a song of the people. You know. Yeah. No. Like most country ballads, I would
0: say. Like, I'm no country expert, and I wouldn't want to get into the whole, the whole discussion on on different types of Americana music and the the Hollywood country versus the the folk country but but older country songs this this is a song from 1959 like in my opinion all country songs from 1959 should be considered within the spectrum of folk music
1: yeah i get that yeah absolutely and another interesting thing about it is it really is a song of the people in the sense that it's been taken and reshaped and re-recorded and covered by every fucking artist you could think of it's been done by Johnny Cash the band Bruce Springsteen fucking Nick else? Cave and the Bad yeah. Seeds there's you, folks if you want to hear a version of this go and look up the song and you'll probably find that some of your favourite musicians or singers have probably covered this um, that's one of,
0: that's really one of my favourite things with, with folk songs is, is whenever I I get the title of a new song that i need to listen to and i go into spotify and i can really i can pick and choose my fate just based on like who i like i can find chris dreaver has a version of this or julie Fowlis, or Mm -hmm. like has a version of this and i can i can actually just (laughs) listen to something i
1: know i'm gonna like Mm -hmm. which is freaking brilliant and it was part of your argument there during the molly sessions too wasn't it Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) So the song, folks, is written by Danny Dill and Mary John Wilkin. So what happened was Danny Dill basically wanted to write a classic folk song and he wanted to write it basically about several things for several reasons. And I'll get into that in a second. But he hadn't finished it and he wanted to shape the story a little bit more. So he went to Mary John Wilkin, who was another famous country artist at the time, and they came together and they basically shaped the entire story of the song and recorded it. And it was originally recorded by someone called Lefty Frizzle, who we're going to get into in a few minutes as well, <laughs> which is really interesting. But um, yeah, go go out and pick your favorite version of this song. Because my personal favorite version is by a band called The Band, who I'm sure some of you have heard of and some of you ha- haven't. And they were a real stalwart in the country music scene and the folk music and rock and roll scene. Actually, uh, over the years, they would have started out life as Bob Dylan's backing band for albums like The the Basement Tapes and The Lost Basement Tapes and all of that stuff. But they went out on their own, started their own band, and they made a really famous documentary when they decided to break up as a band where they basically chronicled their last concert with every special guest from the time that you could think of. They had Van Morrison, they had Joni Madden so Joni Madden says I no Johnny Madden is a whistle player from Galway <laughs> jo- Joni Mitchell I meant to say <laughs> they had Joni Mitchell they had Van Morrison they had Bob Dylan they had freaking ev- everyone and anyone basically played in this final concert and Martin Scorsese directed a documentary about it called The Last Waltz and that is absol- I'm not sure if you've seen it Christian but that I haven't no like how do you even describe it like it's it's just one of the you have to see it documentaries of folk and rock and all of that music from that era, you know. Yeah. It's a really really interesting one. But they performed this song is what I was getting at in the, in that documentary, and it's fucking great version. It's my favorite version. But then you have Johnny Cash. You have, as I said, the Chieftains with Mick Jagger, <laughs> which is the most eccentric combination I've ever heard of. <laughs> <laughs> it's fantastic, isn't it?
0: i i For some reason, I know, I know. Mick Jagger has nothing to do with the actual song. Uh, moves like Jagger. I mean, as in creating the song. But what I'm imagining, for some reason, is moves like Jagger performed with with pipes and banjos and fiddles and <laughs> and Mick Jagger just standing around dancing in his very particular way.
1: <laughs> in the so in strange. the tight leathers yeah no that's that's a weird one um, yeah but that's the beauty of the chieftains. the chieftains folks are another very very famous and very old school Irish traditional music band, but they have made their name over the years from collaborating with absolutely everyone. <laughs> and they're not very picky. Can I say that I I know
0: you know this Josh, but I have performed with uh, the Chieftains once um, with the Oslo Caledonian Pipe Band and I know that for pretty much every city they travel to even in america yeah. i've heard rumors they they get in touch with the local pipe band and they <laughs> get them to to learn uh two tunes uh one breton tune uh, from from uh Brittany and uh, c- called andro which goes yeah. a very traditional dance <laughs> and san patricio's march which is dum dum pa 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 my point was it sounds like here we go loop
1: loop, here we go loop lie, here we go loop de but it was a saturday night it was a really great experience regardless
0: but being there i was on stage with the chieftains and their guitarist was no other than and I'm having a complete brain fart now you know uh, t- our t- t- the greatest guitarist who also plays accordion. no Tim Eady. Tim Eady. wow Tim Eady was there and it ah, was yeah
1: Christian's off now getting a big head I was on stage <laughs> with all of these lads yeah <laughs> no
0: I was I was shite but <laughs> I, I played the pipes and it, it was good fun keep on going Josh or, or well, actually I, I, I have another I have another uh, sidestep if if you're up for it I for can't it. even see you <laughs> are you sure? yeah let's do it I, I just want to mention that when you mentioned the band uh, earlier I was like well, I know the name the band and I know that they were Bob Dylan's backing band but I don't really know what I've heard of them uh, music yeah. wise and then it popped into my head right now that the song by the band that I know the best wasn't actually performed by the band, the version that I've heard, but I'm I'm a big fan of an album by The Bonnie Men, their yeah. first album, which was a more of a like a local a local Irish band in our in Ireland. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like
1: the good good Bonnie men, just to backtrack a little bit, actually started out life in the cobblestone in Dublin they exactly. would all be reg- regulars of the cobblestone so there,
0: there you, go. you go but on their album there I don't remember if, if it has a name or if it's just called the Men right now but their first album they have a version of the song The Night They Drove Old Dixie Down
1: yes yes they do that is which the is by the band okay mm-hmm. keep going Josh. and the band also have the song The Weight take a load off and oh, yeah. Take a load for free. Yeah. Good old songs. Good stuff. They are, Good stuff. They are a fantastic band, but like the album, the real album or the real documentary you want to see from them is The Last Waltz. But um, yeah, we were moving on and we were talking about The Chieftains and the great thing about The Chieftains, like I said, is that they collaborated with fecking absolutely everyone and some of their albums are fantastic as well, but that one particular album, they also collaborate with... Paula Nutini, Sinead, Sinead O'Connor, and that, that, yeah, they they have loads. They have one with uh, Mark Knopfler. <laughs> but yeah, it's brilliant Mental stuff. Brilliant, yeah. and that is the Chieftains. So their version is probably one of the most famous ones as well. But back to the song, I suppose the song is told from the point of view of a man falsely accused of murder and executed. So. What I was saying, basically, was that this guy, Danny Dill, wrote the song. And the reason he wrote the song was because he wanted to write a classic folk song. So he decided he was going to go and write a folk song that would last for the ages. And he was inspired by several different things. So he actually sat down saying, I'm going to fucking write a folk song that's going to last. So what are the elements of a folk song, you might ask? Now, we can get songwriters that will come on as guests to talk about this a lot better than me. But people places and certain things happening and christian help me out here what are what, what makes a folk song but, um, it, <laughs> <laughs> jesus a dangerous question i know a song yeah. of the people essentially but it, what, there's always a person what certain makes a person josh what makes a life <laughs> i know but what I mean is, this guy, he's a Nashville legend, Danny Dill, and he's probably famous for, well, I love the girl she left me, now I'm sad. So, <laughs> how does he, like, how does he sit down and go, okay, I'm not going to write another song about my girlfriend leaving me and driving away in my big truck. I'm going to write a song, a, a folk song.
0: Well, I would say, uh, prob- yeah, people and places, and, and love, and uh, prefer- preferably... Uh, uh love th- th- that ends up in in tragedy <laughs> yeah tragic Absolutely. love
1: misery and woe and death and destruction yes. all those good old elements that you'd hear in the irish ballads but this is in fact an american ballad originally even though it's been covered many times by irish artists so he took. He actually went researching and studying and he found a story. He wanted it to be dark basically straight away because his first inspiration came from a newspaper story about a priest in New Jersey that was killed under a streetlight with witnesses watching. And they never knew if the man who was basically accused and then sentenced was actually the man who did it because mm-hmm. the man who did it kept claiming that it was someone who looked like him. But nevertheless... He was accused and sentenced, like I said. So that was the first story that he took inspiration from. And then he actually took inspiration from the song God Walks These Hills With Me for the chorus. And I'm not really sure about that song. I'm gonna I'm gonna just I'm just gonna do a little bit of a God Walks These Hills With Me. Um Oh yeah, straight away you can hear it. So what I it's actually the chorus is something that I fucking love about Long Black Fail because it adds to the mystique and the darkness, but it's also, in a way, kind of comforting. And there's a repetitiveness in it that just feels like a folk song, you know. And God Walks These Hills With Me has a chorus that goes, Yes, He walks these hills, these beautiful hills, where my soul is always free. What a comfort to know I'm never alone, for God walks these hills with me. Yes, God walks these hills with me. So he's taken this religious song and he's flipped it completely on its fucking head to make it about a very scary black dressed woman in a veil coming over a hill crying over someone's bones in a grave yeah (laughs) which I love the contrast straight away because I didn't know that that was a it was based on a chorus from a fucking church ballad yeah you know but the, the chorus of the long black veil is she walks these hills in a long black veil and visits my grave when the wild winds wail nobody knows nobody sees nobody knows but me (laughs) <laughs> it's so dark. Instantly, so dark. <laughs> but I actually, I, I actually love the connection there, and that's actually de- deadly. Yeah. But um, yeah. So it basically, makes it even
0: darker that it's based on a on its or the inspiration comes from a psalm or.
1: <laughs> Absolutely, and so that those are two of his inspirations, and then the last place that he took his story. This is where the woman comes in, the freaky ass fucking woman. <laughs> And uh, I'm going to get into this a little bit more in a minute because I'm interested in this part of the story, but uh, americansongwriter.com tells us that the most fascinating part of the story of all is er, dill-borrowed elements of the urban legend surrounding the grave of the Hollywood actor Rudolph Valentino. It seems that each year following the death of the legendary Italian screen star, a woman wearing a long black veil would lay a single rose on his grave, drawing the attention of the press in the process. Um. Yeah, we'll get back into that in a second. But I found that really interesting because he was a famous actor and he was a womanizer and all of that. But like I said, one more second. So we have three things: we have the murder of a priest under a streetlight, we have a religious psalm, and we have a scary ass woman dressed in black visiting a grave. Just <laughs> think about that one for a second. How does a man put this song together? So he goes to Mary John Wilkin. To hammer out the plot. He has his three ideas. And what they came up with was a tale that transcended all of its disparate sources. The long black veil tells of a man killed in front of witnesses. Neat the town hall light. So the story of this song basically folks is. Someone gets killed under the town hall light. And the, the protagonist of our story gets blamed. Because the man who ran looked a lot like me. And he gets brought to court. And he gets sentenced in court. The judge says son what's your alibi If you were somewhere else you don't have to die But I spoke not a word Even though it meant my life For I was in the arms of my best friend's wife <laughs> Here oh we go Christian God. What Cheers. do you reckon <laughs> so, well, he, so he was off having a bit of fun You know he was doing a bit of riddled in And the bit of diddledin, and His best friend sure God love him I don't know He must have been out in the town drinking a few pints And this lad was off sowing his royal oats and someone else was killing someone under the town hall. So it's just an awful little uh, coincidence of circumstance, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But your man basically looked like the lad that was doing the bit (sighs) of with your man's wife. And he didn't want to say. So he wouldn't say. And then the other side of the story is you have your man's wife probably sitting in the court in one of the pews going uh oh what's gonna happen I'm in trouble and she said nothing and he wouldn't say anything either because he didn't want to hurt his friend or lose your one I suppose I don't fucking know and basically what happens is he gets sentenced to death
0: yeah and then yeah. she and then comes to his grave
1: yeah will we go for the third verse so the third verse I'm trying to think of it because I used to sing this song um, what I'm looking we? at the lyrics here Josh now Gil- the scaffold Yeah. now the scaffold is high and the time is near she stands in the crowd and she shed not a tear am I right yeah yeah. but sometimes at night when the wild winds moan she visits my grave and cries above my bones I can smell
0: I can smell cold damp air and (laughs) and turf burning and hear the wind wailing
1: (laughs) what I'm picturing here now is that like this story took place two hundred years ago and she's still visiting the grave. If we were to go there today she's fucking she's there going to rose in loo <laughs> My husband never found out Oh my god. That must have been an awkward encounter if there is an afterlife. <laughs> the three of them. Yeah. <laughs> And your man that killed your man And the man that was killed <laughs> Yeah There's a whole uh, Awkward kind of a weird Fucking fivesome vibe- Going on there <laughs> of, of circumstance Oh my god <laughs> And the judge Who sentenced him as well Yeah
0: Yeah I wonder Is there much riddledy diddling Going on Up, in maybe, up
1: above maybe, maybe they're just having a big uh, Make up orgy <laughs> you, you and Speaking Speaking of riddledy diddling. And the whole
0: thing. Can could, could we get into Mr. Lefty? That was yes, was a bit...
1: absolutely. I'm going to let you take this part. Because <laughs> I, you you discovered this, and I love it.
0: No, it's it's just so funny. Like we've said a million times, we we just go on a Wikipedia ramble sometimes, <laughs> and we we found that in the first sentence of the Wikipedia article, it says that it was originally recorded by Lefty Frizzle, or Frizzle and and so we think um who's this lefty uh so we go into his article and we just scroll through it and we're like is there anything interesting is he worth mentioning so william orville lefty frizzle was born on the 31st of march 1928 and he died on july 19th 1975, and he was an American country music singer songwriter. So far, not very interesting. So I scroll down. Early life, um, not very interesting. Jailing and musical beginnings. Okay, <laughs> this is getting interesting. In 1947, the 19-year-old Frizzle was arrested for having sex with an underage fan. Okay, not very good, Frizzle. No. That is not the way to do it Not even in 1947 you get The plot thickens though yeah. He had been married only a year Okay so he's, he was married uh, and Married
1: at 19 Already yeah. cheating on his wife
0: With an underaged girl And yep. filled with guilt He wrote poems to his wife from his cell One of them would become his first big record First big hit record uh-oh. And that was released in 1949, so he got it out fairly, <laughs> fairly fast. If I am to say so myself, he was led <laughs> oh, away Jesus. from music and back to the oil fields with his father. Yeah. Okay. The rest of it isn't really interesting, but yeah, yeah.
1: That yeah. So his first hit actually came from, it, indirectly came from. <laughs> a bit of riddledy diddling yeah a bit of illegal riddledy diddling
0: yeah Under uh, he, had, uh, he had sex with an underage fan so he was arrested sent to prison and he was filled with guilt so he wrote letters to his wife which turned into a poem which turned into <laughs> a big hit record so
1: yeah Jeez. take of that what you will <laughs> uh and it says yeah yeah downward spiral after developing alcohol problems recorded many songs but released very few inducted into the country music hall of fame in October 1982 interesting so he's another man that died young yeah 47 yeah. And speaking of men that died young, Christian, I'm going to bring this full circle and bring us back around to that Mr. Rudolf Valentino. Okay, go on. So, Christian was doing his research there about Lefty Frizzle, and while he was doing that, I found it interesting about Rudolf Valentino. So, what I mentioned a few minutes ago was that one of the inspirations for this song, The Long Black Veil, came from a story of a woman, a scary, old, dark-haired, black-veiled woman coming to visit Valentino's grave so I knew I had heard the name before but I wasn't sure where so Rudolf Valentino he was nicknamed the Latin lover and he was a very famous Italian actor based in the United States and he was in many silent films from years and years ago the one you might have heard of Christian is The Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse yes Um. just old school old school 19 fucking well, or yeah early 1900s black and white films basically Um, he was a sex symbol of the 1920s Um, he was nicknamed the great lover or Valentino and his early death at the age of 31 caused mass hysteria among his fans cementing his place in cinematic history as a cultural film icon now I scrolled through I didn't actually go into big details on his life and his career because I was more interested in this woman this unnamed scary feckin' woman and what the story is with her? So where have we it? Um, on August fifteenth. Bear in mind, he's a famous actor. He's he's only thirty one. He's fucking blah blah blah. Uh, August nineteen twenty six. He collapsed in Manhattan, hospitalized, diagnosed with appendicitis and gastric ulcers. Not a good way to go out. Um, developed other complications because of that. Um the doctors realised he was going to die but was as was common at the time they chose to withhold this information he reportedly believed that he would recover and during the early hours of August 23rd he was briefly unconscious and chatted with his doctors about his future but soon lapsed into a coma and died um, there was a big huge funeral and all of the women he was an absolute womaniser so feckin famous women and celebrities and young girls and everything and anything basically came to this funeral And he was also known for many, many affairs, but we won't get into all of that because that's all just soap opera shit. To this strange woman. Who is she? Over the years, a woman in black carrying a red rose has come to mourn at Valentino's crypt, usually on the anniversary of his death. Several myths surround the woman, but it seems that the original first woman in black was actually a publicity stunt cooked up by press agent Russell Birdwell in 1928. A woman named Ditcher Flame claimed to be the original Woman in Black, and many copycats have followed her over the years. Although originally a PR stunt, it's become a tradition. The current Woman in Black is motion picture historian Carrie Bible. This myth of Woman in Black was also a source of inspiration for the song Long Black Fail. Full circle, here we go. Now, At what point did it stop being a publicity stunt and start being a tradition? Because I don't think that happens overnight. I think somewhere in the middle there, no one knew who that woman was. Now that's just speculation, but there had to be at some point.
0: At what stage did Johnny Jump Up go from being uh, uh, just another Brady family ham song
1: (laughs) (laughs) into being a folk song? But could you imagine like, like that is the basis of the best, not the best but one of one of the good horror movies an actor dies and there's a publicity stunt let's send a woman in black to mourn him every year and then suddenly they stop sending the woman in black and she keeps showing up
0: yeah no that's that's dark that's dark it's all very dark <laughs> like yeah <laughs> like what place does cuz i'm wondering i'm trying to think do i know any any other especially within like irish music or or celtic folk songs do i know any horror songs do you know any horror songs or or thematically well they don't they don't need to be horror songs but songs that are within the
1: same spectrum of I wouldn't call it a horror song because many people think this is a great song and it probably is but I've never been able to settle with it ever since so you know I've been a fan of Christy Moore since I was fucking three years old or even younger Yeah, there's a Christy Moore song on one of his albums called A Stitch In Time you probably know the song and whatever it is about the minor progressions and the way he sings it and the story in the song the first time I heard it I was late at night and I was lying in bed and I was probably only 12 or 13 years old (laughs) And it scared the shit out of me. (laughs) It's about a woman whose husband is really abusive and beats the shit out of her all the time. And she used to like, she used to sew and like sit in the corner sewing all the time. But then one night she's had enough and her husband comes home drunk and he's violent and he gets into bed and she decides I'm going to fucking sew him into the bed. Jesus Christ That is a bit of a horror song <laughs> yeah. So she sews him into the bed And I, I, I was never able to listen to that song When I was young I had to actually turn it off I think I might have deleted it from my iPod At the time <laughs> Because it was just Like it scared me And now when I listen to it I'm like I can't get into this I just can't <laughs> She stitches her husband into the bed As revenge Yeah. Yeah Fucking terrifying But that's one of the ones I can think of. If you're not getting into the whole he did the monster mash. The monster mash. Um, I d do, I don't <laughs> feel like that qualifies completely. Um yeah. I mean, there's a couple of songs as well, like in the Irish tradition, like you have Ihahauna, Ihahauna and it's I think it's to the melody of Frere Jaca Like just songs about ghosts and goblins and
0: So it's not it's not uh Eeshin Ihouna Iha, <laughs> this is Halloween this is.
1: oh that'd be brilliant actually yeah if we're getting onto topics like that that like Tim Burton is one of my favourite directors of all time and yeah The Nightmare Before Christmas is a classic I'm changing the subject completely but the music for the music <laughs> I mean, like for that
0: yeah no th- yeah obviously but, but again it's, it's not completely <laughs> within the folk music spectrum I'd, I'd say it's more on a it's more on a yeah. hollywood-y or ma- not the hollywood but it's musically
1: there's, there's definitely a hell of a lot of halloween spooky folk music out there like tunes irish language songs there's it, it's there we're gonna need to find it we're gonna need to do our research for the 29th
0: yes but uh this is this is a brilliant place to ask for people's help if you if you have any ideas for for songs that uh would and and we don't even need to do only one we could do several yeah. segments on a yeah. in a Halloween special. Uh so if you have Absolutely. any thoughts, ideas on on songs we could do for Halloween then uh, uh then send us in a message.
1: I think so or Christian. I think we're going to need to go ihauna the Halloween special. Yeah, yeah. For the 29th. Yeah. That's my prediction anyway. <laughs> what do you reckon?
0: Yeah. Let's say uh, we we just need to sauce it out if if mm-hmm. if we're gonna do it ahead of time or if we'll uh, be able to do it live depending we we need to look into that we need to look into our our calendars and stuff or like we i'm i'm not completely you might edit this out but i I'm not completely ruling out sitting down on the sunday either like interesting the
1: thirty first evening I don't think I have gigs that day.
0: Let's let's see. I I think I have a big party on the thirtieth, so
1: <laughs> all depending. <laughs> Actually, but anyway, I'm, I'm I'm gigging on the thirtieth, but I'm not gigging on the thirty first. So yeah, could be let's, a possibility.
0: We'll we'll sauce it out. But yeah, send us in send us in song requests that ha- you feel qualify yeah. for a Halloween special episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't have to qualify for a for a full
1: Halloween. Yeah. They d- and I will just just because of the nature of me. And the uh, person that I am, I will probably get into detail that day about the origins of Halloween in Ireland and the Hill of Tara and the fucking sowing rituals and all of that. But, um, yeah. I'm, just, I'm yeah.
0: happy out for another Josh lecture. <laughs> it, it was great when we talked about... um, What song was it? Was it Go Lassie Go? Wild M- Mountain Time that we talked When we got into the whole
1: Bealtanna <laughs> oh, yeah. thingy beautsna and the fairies and all of that. Yeah, I think Bealtaine I might have I might have talked for a half an hour and I think I might have gotten finally after the editing maybe 5 minutes airtime. Yeah, maybe. Which which was grand. I'm I, th- not complaining. I think it's
0: good I think it's good to let the other person uh, do the editing when we have when we have <laughs> topics like that. This is this is this is give, making me think it would be very unfair because i edited the bagpipe episode but but i'm 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 thinking maybe maybe you should have edited the bagpipe episode and i should do the banjo episode <laughs> but then again like it might it might be a, a little bit unfair it'd be interesting uh,
1: if we both edited an episode to see who did what differently
0: yeah, yeah. But, but at this stage we're editing a lot less than we did back in the Yeah.
1: i can guarantee you that not much of this episode is going to be
0: edited (laughs) and I mean since she loves being mentioned so much Kelly Kelly sent us uh, a few voice messages lately (laughs) and and she was she was saying that we uh, we need to make sure that we never delete any of the stuff that that ends up on the cutting room floor so we have it for for potential future uh, promotions and and this and that
1: and Patreon specials (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Patreon specials When we have a million followers That all want to hear What the fuck What the fuck Is that song about Oh my god Oh my
0: god If if we're ever gonna get Anywhere near that We need to get good At the fucking to Just posting stuff we, On we, social media
1: Yeah we really do I, I know last week I promised to do A whole bunch of things With the social media I don't think
0: you did anything Did you No I, I don't think I did And I, I purposely Didn't mention it um, <laughs> I was just like oh i'm not gonna i'm not gonna get into it
1: yeah (laughs) apologies that's that's grand that's grand Um, at least we still have our loyal fans yeah actually i have a guest for us for next week we won't mention who it is just yet but there is a guest coming on next week
0: isn't this a good time to mention it though is it I mean, like uh, at this, like it's a, it's a good, well, well maybe not. Maybe, th- ma- th- maybe th- we'll give people the, the news on, let's say Monday. On social media. <laughs> on social media. <laughs> can I mention Brilliant. a couple of scary things too? Songs? You can mention whatever the fuck you want. This is Thanks as much million. your podcast as mine. Thanks a million. Yeah. Um. <laughs> it's um. Since, since you mentioned Christy Moore. Oh. Uh, <gasps> <gasps> His his version of Danny Boy is actually a little bit of a horror thing. <laughs>
1: That's Danny with the with the power on, and he goes Danny Boy, Danny Boy. And the, the old boy. woman is there an old woman si- like singing Shannos in the background of that? If I'm not mistaken, I,
0: I, I don't remember. But just <laughs> those lyrics performed in a in a. D- d- Tantalizing, calling way by uh, the, the dark whispering voice is a little bit scary. Yeah. The pipes, the pipes are calling from <laughs> glen to glen and down the mountainside.
1: Isn't that uh, yeah. uh, like I to love me that's a little bit scary? <laughs> I love when people kind of Halloweenify all of these songs by like taking them from major keys and turning them minor. Like Paolo Nottini's version of Dirty Old Town is in the minor key, and it's freaking brilliant. <laughs> I I love that kind of stuff too. If we wanted to Halloweenify something, yeah. you could, we could even take the the Laura intro and turn it into a little.
0: Maybe we should. Maybe we should. Da, 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 da. <laughs> Audition. I mean it's it's a little bit more complicated but also a little bit more rewarding than doing the Christmasifying of songs which we obviously were gonna do for all of December it's gonna be Tura Lura with Jingle Bells no it's gonna happen the files are on my computer so
1: <laughs> Christian already has it done I love it I was unaware of this It's ready to go He's more prepared for Christmas than he is for Halloween Oh my god
0: I love Christmas (laughs) Christmas is the shit But yeah No the other scary Oh what was it again There was was one scary One other scary No it's not actually a song But we've talked a good bit uh, about Robert Burns uh, These past six months because yeah. he's um, he he pops up in the strangest strangest places when we talk about the history of different Scottish songs, um, and his poem. If you need something to to read for for uh, something Celtic and to 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 fill your uh, to, to, to fill your Halloween Celtic needs, then read Tam o' Yes. Did you what give
1: a... us a rendition of that during the burn special?
0: Did I? No. I can't remember I don't think I did because it's quite long it's okay. uh, it's a poem that spans let me let me just
1: uh, do a little bit of diddly diddly riddledy diddly She's <laughs> if you're doing riddledy diddly you may turn off your camera there
0: <laughs> <laughs> let's see let's see Ro- Tam Shanter by Robert Burns it's, um, it's it's quite long it's Quite long, but it's it it's a story about um, a drunkard that that dreams that is um, he's uh, uh, or or maybe it happens th- there's something about a witch and and the witch chases him on his horse and she she ends up with his horse uh, his horse tail in in her
1: hand and it's, it's it's really quite scary. It's like the OG version of the headless horseman, Sleepy Let's Hollow. See. Folks, just so you know, Ireland is actually a bit of a hub for horror in general anyway, as Bram Stoker is from Dublin. He was born and raised and went to university and studied English in Dublin city. And he is the man who created Dracula. Ooh. And if you wanted to uh, hear more
0: about Dracula and uh, and the history of Bram Stoker, I think there are at least one um modern folklore uh, episode about. Of course, there. Are
1: you sure they're not paying you? <laughs> are you getting endorsements that I'm not be getting any? Getting any cut of here? What's the story?
0: Ah, uh, well, th- don't mention it.
1: <laughs> it's tr- it's. Tr- See so, you now he'll be taking endorsements for years, and then in in five years he's gonna buy me a big nice car.
0: No, I'm I'm gonna rock up with a fucking covered in van full of white monsters.
1: <laughs> he'll arrive in a Jaguar covered in bling, and I'll be like, "Where'd you get all the money?" And he will be like, "Um, my job." <laughs> <laughs> I I I've. It like definitely wasn't more... the monster ultra. All of the energy, none of the calories. Yeah,
0: yeah. I don't, I don't see anyone wanting to pay enough for a blinged out Jaguar for the Toora Lura podcast.
1: <laughs> oh, you'd be talking surprised about folk songs. You'd never know. You'd, you'd never, never know. know. Not until we get Mumford and Sons on to talk to us, anyway. <laughs> Yeah,
0: we'll see what happens. If the money starts rolling in, we'll t- we'll definitely get better on the socials anyway, that's for <laughs> sure. Um and speaking of the socials, is it that time again? I suppose it is, Christian. What is our email address? Our email address is Tura Lura Podcast at gmail dot com. It's T O O R A. L O O R A. P O D C A S T. Give us the magic word. Oo ee oo uh, uh, ting <laughs> at gmail.com. Two O's in You ra- could almost have turned O's that in into a,
1: some kind of a rap for a second there. <laughs> T to the O to the O to the. <laughs> it's this is getting a little is, long. This is Yo Lachlan coming out your life. Oh my God.
0: That's that's my that's my other name for you. You created the sauce monster, but but yesterday I was messaging Josh and I I I <laughs> I, says, I think Lachlan. by accident I I actually wrote it first and I thought it was a great fucking idea. It's Josh's MC name, not O Lachlan but Yo Lachlan
1: Yo 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 Lachlan coming at you live from Ennis County Clare. From E Town till I die. E Town till I die. Two O's in Tura, two O's in Lura, yo.
0: Our Instagram at Touralura Podcast, our Facebook, Touralura. And send us in voice messages, send us in suggestions for Halloween songs, send us in suggestions for guests. We have a few coming up now. I know we've said that a million (laughs) times, but we actually have a few coming up next week. We will have a guest and we have a couple of other ones lined up in They're in the pipeline. We just need to pencil in dates. They're in the pocket. They're in the pocket like Ben Rawlins would say. So (laughs) please get in touch with us. Uh, tell us what you like and what you don't like, and everything we asked for uh, on our last episode. We love you out there for listening to Turulura. Thanks a million. You are great. You are savage. You are class. You
1: are the reason we're alive. Absolutely. Thank you for joining us into the second half of our first year. Woohoo! Woohoo! Oh. Oh. It's going to
0: be a good one. <laughs> Absolura. Absalura, Tura, Lura, Absalura, Slangafura. Gafura. Stay spooky, yo. Yo, Lachlan signing out. Tura, Lura. Bye, 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 bye.
1: some kind of scary fucking thing on a hill in a graveyard with an old woman going ooh